Bienvenidos a Radio Menea. I'm Vero Valletti Flores. And I'm Miriam Suela Perez. And we are two Latinx friends. With wildly different music tastes. And each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love. And this week we have a little meneito for you. And we've got just a couple of songs that we've been listening to. Um, and right now what you're listening to is the Let Me Know remix slash LMK remix. And this is by an artist named Kalela featuring Princess Nokia, Jungle Pussy, Cupcake, and Miss Boogie. It's like a party. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is like a party. Well, so this is a newly released remix of a song that's pretty older. I mean, it's from uh, Kalela's Take Me Apart album, which is from last year. And I like this song a lot. I listen to it a lot when it first came out and it still sometimes makes its way into my rotation. And um, yeah, I don't always love a remix um, because I'm not always convinced that they like add too much to a right. song. Yeah. But I do think that this one is well done and I like it. And um, it also means that I get to bring this song on the podcast because, um, <laughs> well, first of all, Kalela is not Latina, right? But mm -hmm. she's a diasporic child. So shout out from one immigrant daughter to another. Nice. Um, but there are two Latinas on here, right? So Princess Nokia is on here. She has a first verse. And um, also Miss Boogie, who has the last. Um, and we've brought Princess Nokia a bunch of times onto mm -hmm. the podcast. Yep. Um, and um, including our listener recommendations, right? So, like, y'all have recommended Princess Nokia, so I'm yeah. guessing y'all know her already. Um, famous these days, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, she's, like, underground famous, you know? Yeah, underground famous, yep. Yeah. But, you know, she's Puerto Rican, she's doing her thing, she's been doing her thing. Um, and she actually has an emo album out that... Um, that came out, I think, earlier this year, like maybe yeah. in the spring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did not listen to it because I cannot say that emo is my genre, but I do yeah. know that there's like a lot of Latinx and like, you know, POC that, mm -hmm. you know, like really rode hard on the emo wave. Emo. So right. shout out to them and shout out to Princess Nokia yeah. for making folks feel seen. But yeah, so anyway, the other Latina on this remix is Miss Boogie. Um, and I feel like maybe, maybe we might have brought her before so. when she was going by J Boogie. So. Yeah, maybe not. I've, I definitely like. I, I don't have never heard of her. I don't yeah, think. I've yeah. listened to J Boogie before when uh, when she was going by that. In the last like maybe year, I want to say she transitioned and now she goes by Miss Boogie. Um, she's Dominican, but she's been on the scene for a minute and she's really great. Um, so I'm glad that if we haven't brought her that, you know, like that, um, we have an opportunity to bring her now, but definitely yeah. check her out. 
Um, and yeah, I, I like this a lot. And I feel like there's also like these sort of Arca-ish touches to the production, which Kalela works with Arca often, but I'm not really sure that he's really a producer on here. I'm not right. like I can't confirm that, but it I yeah. can sort of like hear a similar sonic aesthetic. Right. I, w I think we, maybe we should do a remixes episode sometime. Oh, I, that I feel be, that could be cute. You. Yeah, that like oftentimes, especially if I like the original, I'm like, why are you like? Don't mess with it. It's like if it's not broken, don't fix it. But it's super common. I feel like especially in like the reggaeton sort of pop like arena mm. that people are always releasing like seven remixes with adding a bunch of people and whatever. Um, it'd be fun to kind of try to go through and find remixes that we actually really like. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that sometimes remixes are just like, oh, I want to make some more money off the same track and here's a few more right. artists I wanted to hop on and I want to like right. also co-sign this artist or whatever. Pop, pop. Yeah, pero I was reading about, <laughs> so Kalila is actually putting out a whole album of remixes um, from mm -hmm. Take Me Apart, and she was saying that she has, she was just like obsessing about like the producer and production choices that she was making for each of her songs, and she decided while she was recording Take Me Apart that she was going to do this, she was going to do a remix album, because while she was just like grueling over these choices and like having all of this like um you know like anxiety about what was the right one she was like okay like these songs will like live another day and have a different life and I can make a different producer choice when I remix it or a different right, production right. or aesthetic choice when I remix it so um I think right. that that's an interesting um that's an interesting way to approach it and it's yeah. really cool I mean it is a way to be like creative and to take a, an idea and kind of spin it in a bunch of different directions. So yeah, yeah. when it actually adds something different, I think I like it. But yeah, sometimes totally. it feels like this doesn't sound that different. You've just got somebody else kind of like featuring on the, on the yeah, track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. So yeah. yeah. The other people I wanted to say featuring on this track. Um, so it's Princess Nokia and Miss Boogie, but it's also Jungle Pussy and Cupcake who are not Latina. Um, but I love them too so check them out i've been a fan of those folks um so some i always get excited when there's like an excuse for me to bring on work by like musicians that i love that aren't latinx but because there's right. like a latino collaborator right, <laughs> right. so right. it's like you do listen to other music sometimes yeah I, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, me too. Turns out I pretty much don't anymore. But yeah, I yeah. understand. Well, we wanted to um, make sure that y'all know about this really awesome live event we're doing in a couple days, like later this weekend, once this comes out. Um, we're going to be at the new Latin Wave Festival. Yes, definitely come out. So we are, it's going to be on Sunday, September 30th. So mm -hmm. if you are in or near or can get to Brooklyn, New York, um, on Sunday, September 30th, we're going to be on at 3 p.m. Mm -hmm. um, and if you, um, if you want tickets, it's, um, you can use the code Radio Menea to get $5 off your tickets, which would make mm -hmm. them $10 for a day pass, which yep. is a pretty good deal. I think so. I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Uh, So we'll make sure to include the link in our show notes and the discount code in our show notes, but we're super excited. We're going to interview uh, DJ Bambona, who we've been trying to get on the show for a minute, Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to be great. And I've been like scheming in my head, but I've been scheming about like what it's going to look like. We're going to have it, you know, be a beautiful, lush thing to look at in addition to (laughs) our, you know, that was very focused on aesthetics. Aesthetics. Yes. I don't want it to just be like a table and our little feet under it. You know, I want it to like be a look. All right. So if you want (laughs) to see the look, you got to be there in person. So yeah, come out. I also have it on good authority that there's going to be some other famoso Latinx podcasters in attendance at the festival. Um, So (laughs) I'm going to be real like, you know, um, shady about it and not tell you who. So you'll have to come out and see. Um, But yeah, we're going to have some um, friends in attendance that you are definitely going to want to come and hang out with. And we're going to be tabling. We're going to be selling merch. So yeah, come see our thing. Come chill with us. And then there's going to be um, musicians and panels and it just seems like it's gonna be a really good time it all starts around noon but we're gonna be yeah we're gonna be going on at three unlike our previous episodes um said because the time changed so we're gonna be That's going right. on at three to four so come out on the early side and come chill with us yes absolutely we're so hyped to see you all it's gonna be great mm-hmm so my song for this Meneito is continuing on the theme of music that I listen to in Mexico, and it's called Ya Veremos, and it's by Rake. Me buscas, te encuentro, te abrazo, y entras en mí. No somos adivinos, yeah. Y si lo probamos, lo probamos y ya. Pasará mañana, ya veremos. Cantas ahora, mañana, ya veremos. Me cantas ahora, mañana, ya veremos. Dime con el cuerpo lo que sientes y te daré todo lo que soy. Quiero tenerte junto a mí. Oh. actually from a movie that I saw. Not surprising yeah. that this was like a theme song in a rom-com <laughs> based on how it sounds. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I saw a ton of movies while I was in Mexico because I was living really near this movie theater. And oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was really nice. And like Mexican, like Mexican cinema, like there's a lot going on in Mexican cinema. I mean, historically, there but also is, yeah. in the current day and including in sort of like their more like mainstream sort of Hollywoodish type movies. Not just, you know, I think we get a lot of the independent stuff here, but the more like commercial things I don't think make it to the U.S. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I got to see some of the commercial movies, including this movie called Ya Veremos, that was a rom. It is a rom com, which I like totally enjoyed. I mean, rom coms are definitely my my genre of movie, um, but sometimes mm-hmm. you have to. Oftentimes, you have to turn off your sort of like critical political brain in order to enjoy them because they're problematic as fuck. I mean, you know, yeah. there's so many things <laughs> that are wrong that are wrong with the genre, but. Um, I, it's kind of escapism for me. So this, yeah, this was, and part of what makes, I think those movies emotionally really powerful is the music. Like there's a real, and uh, you know, there's particular tropes with this genre um, and, you know, romance and whatever, but, but there's always this like critical moment in the movie when they play usually what is like the feature song, which is this one. Um, and where you can, I can get really like swept up in the emotion of it all. And so mm. I don't often notice the music. It's not like a, a, thing that I'm putting a lot of attention on but because you know I was in Mexico and I was thinking about music I paid more attention to this one but I know that that's part of like what um kind of gets me like swept up emotionally in the movie is that like key moment where a particular song comes on and there, I mean scoring movies is its whole like own art and science oh and, you know, yeah a whole thing um but but yeah this this movie kind of was one of the ones I enjoyed and also this song um, you know, it's cheesy. It's the kind of stuff I like. It's poppy. <laughs> nice. Do nice. you notice? Um, do you notice the music during movies? Though? I do notice the music during movies. Yeah, yeah. I, I do notice important. the music during movies. Sometimes I more often. I feel like if a movie is doing a really good job, I'm not noticing it, right? right. It's just like right. taking me mm-hmm. in all of the emotional directions yep. that. Right. It should take me, but so many times, I mean, so many times, especially in like big Hollywood movies, the movie, uh, the music and the score is so, it's like wild cheesy, you know, it's like, oh yes, Mm -hmm. you're doing the strings, how original, you know, or like, you know, it's just like that sort of thing I feel like can be, um, I do, I definitely do notice it. Yeah. But yeah, but I think that most of the time, like in a movie, if we're talking about a score, we're not talking about like a song, right? We're just talking about like how the, what the score of the film is and the movie underneath it. That's right. sort of like helping you shape yeah. um, your like, emotional, right. you know, mood or whatever mm-hmm. it is about yeah. the scene. Um, yeah. then I feel like it's usually better if I don't notice it. <laughs> right. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I feel like we're in a moment where rom-coms are kind of having a renaissance. I don't know. It might be a bold mm. statement to make, but, um, <laughs> crazy rich Asians. I, you haven't seen it yet, Beto? I want to see it. You need I know. To see I it. haven't it's seen really it. I mean, rom coms are truly not my genre, I know. but like, I, I want to like go because like this one solidarity with API yeah. folks. Yeah. You know, and like, I'm one, just like, yeah. I think yes, you will enjoy please. this one because it's not, it breaks a lot of the tropes in certain ways because of the setting, because of the characters, right? Because it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's Asian centered. I don't think there's any white folks in the whole thing. Um, and, and, you know, it still follows, like, some of the tropes around romance and, like, love and 
oh no, they're not going to be together. And then, oh yeah, they are that kind of thing. But it also has all these amazing layers. I think aesthetically you're going to really enjoy it. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. It does look very beautiful. Yeah. I've never been to Singapore, but I've seen, you know, I've heard that it's gorgeous and it's, um, it uses a lot of settings in Singapore. Also the fashion, like, I think you're going to like it. I've already seen it twice. Like it's, it's really, really excellent, but there's also other movies that are out right now. Um, that I think, are also kind of maybe some signs that the genre is having um, a little bit of a renaissance because there's been there's been years where there's just been terrible terrible rom coms. Um, so the other movie I wanted to mention is To All the Boys I've Loved Before, which I assume you probably mm. haven't seen either. It's actually a Netflix no. original. It's a Netflix oh, original. I thought it was a show. I thought it's no, a movie? it's a movie. It's a movie, Got and it. it's like a it's basically like a teen rom com. Yeah, also, yeah, that's why I chose not to watch it. I right. like, usually do I not like shows about teenagers, but if it's a movie, <laughs> I might like donate two hours of my time you to should, a teen. You should try it. You should try it. I'd be curious to hear what you think. It also features um, a predominantly Asian cast, and like the main character is an Asian American girl. So it, you know, in, in the similar way, like I think there's definitely sort of a diversity moment that's been not new, but like I think been increasing. And you know, Netflix can take more risks and whatever, so they're able to do. But it's mm-hmm. absolutely, like, excellent. Like, I've watched that one, like, three times, I think. It's, like, excellent. And I love the, like, teen genre, and I love rom-com. So, like, it's not surprising that I like it, but I think it's actually really well done. So you should – I think you should watch it. I think it's smart um, and funny and, yeah, it kind of addresses some of the identity things around being, um, like, the, the main character. Her father is white and her mother is Korean um, but has passed away when she was young. So it addresses some of the things around, like, being this, like, mixed kid – and like having your mom gone and I love and, and fashion. I mean, it's a lot of different things. So I'd be curious to hear what you think. But yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping that this is like signaling a wave of more. Both of those movies are going to have sequels. So we know we're going to have more coming out um, from both of those mm. creators. Because both those movies were the first in trilogies in terms of the books that were written. And I'm actually, I read the, oh. I read To All the Boys I've Loved Before already. And I'm going to read. I'm, I just started yesterday reading the Crazy Rich Agents um, trilogy. Interestingly, that's actually written by a man. And I feel oh, like in, very interesting. Yeah, in rom-com, like, and I mean, I wonder how that was characterized. To me, it's very much like chiclet, but I don't know if you're if you're a dude writing it, maybe it's not considered chiclet anymore. It's considered like literary fiction or whatever. There's a lot of sexism Ew. in that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that, <laughs> I don't know how it was characterized, but, um, but yeah, the movie's amazing. You should, I highly recommend it. Um, and yeah, this yeah, this movie I really want to watch it. Is there food in it? it? I love um, it. Yeah, I love when there's good food on film. Yeah, and, and Crazy I've Rich heard lots Asians. Of good things about food in Singapore. Yeah, in Crazy Rich Asians, there's a couple of scenes about food and about food in Singapore. There's also a really amazing, amazing mahjong scene. I mean, it's it's great. It's really great. Like the second yeah. time I saw it, I saw I noticed things I hadn't seen before. So um, mm-hmm. you should definitely you should definitely see it. Yeah, so what y'all don't know about me is that I'm really obsessed with food. And uh, so mm. I'm going to London next week, and I've yes. hardly planned anything except for food that I want to eat. <laughs> I mean, I feel like London has a bad reputation in terms of English food, but there's lots of immigrant communities. There's hella immigrants. Right. I plan yeah. to go to one afternoon tea and then exclusively eat immigrant oh, food yum. when I'm in yum. London. Yeah. Yeah, this Crazy Rich Asians actually the first scene is is in London, and it's like about racism in London. Anyway, yeah, you you should see yeah. it. It's definitely it's still worth it. I think it's actually worth it to go and like pay the movie theater too to see it. Yeah, um, like I want to like even yeah. even if I thought that I wasn't gonna like it, I just yeah. wanted to like purchase Support a movie it. theater ticket. Yeah, for I think it's been doing you really know, like well. The first yeah. mainly Asian. 
cast. I mean, it's in a movie I think for a long time. 100% Asian cast. They're definitely yes, no 100% white people. Asian, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. So Rake, the, the band that this song is, um, who's doing this song, is like a Mexican pop rock band. They're from mm-hmm. uh, Mexicali on the Baja Peninsula, and they've been around since 2003. I don't, they, I had not heard of them um, or come across their music in any way that was like memorable until kind of I watched this movie and then like stayed for the credits to see who, who this was. So, um, and then, you know, if you have access to Mexican movies, I think this, this film is not like the most original Mexican rom-com, but I enjoyed it. Um, it has a kind of ableist, um, theme. So, you know, back to what I said about having to turn off your critical brain, sometimes the, like the, the right, sun right. at the center of it, um, discovers that he has like a degenerative eye condition. And so he is going to have surgery, but there's a good like 50, 50% chance after the surgery that he'll be blind. So it's about like the month, a couple of weeks leading up to that and all the things that he wants to do before he potentially goes blind. So, um, you know, there's lots mm-hmm. to say. There's lots to critique. Also, everyone in this movie is like hella like light skinned or white passing Mexicans. See what I said on the last um, episode about that. But I'm, I don't think the last many. So anyway, um, but that's sometimes the compromises you have to make. But for the two movies I mentioned before, you don't. I don't think you have to make any compromises. Besides, like everybody. Well, not everybody's straight. Actually, both of those movies have queer like side characters. So you know, I feel like we, we're coming a long way. The movies. The movies are coming a long way. Yeah, some in some ways, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So what's your last song for this Manito? My last song for this Manito is also one that I saw on, not a movie, I saw it on a show. This is called Today, and it's by Omar Apollo featuring Teo Halm. Too many days have the day was strange. No one it's never gonna change I just walk by I'm thinking about it now But you don't, you don't Even wanna know that Today is just another day Make my bed, I'm on my way Check my text and now I'm feeling like I'm gonna die I should've took a flight to breathe Took some time to brush my teeth Watch the movie now I'm feeling like I'm gonna cry I left my peace in the sheets I don't know why I'm still Not this song, but this artist was featured on Insecure. Do you watch that show? I think I watched like one episode, but then didn't mm. didn't continue. Mm-hmm. I've heard really good things about it. She's it's about like being a black woman in the nonprofit world, right? Um, it's I mean the main character is a black woman in like a predominantly white nonprofit, which is okay. like I mean, I get my life because 
you know, yeah. not that I understand what it's like to be black in a nonprofit, but I do understand what it is like to interact with lots of white ladies in nonprofits. So, right. Yeah. Um, but, um, but it's a, it's a, about her, Issa and her friends, right? And her friends are like one of them's a lawyer, the other one's like got like an accountant or financial advisor or something. There's another one that's like I don't know what she is, but she's young, sort of professional uh, black woman. They're like black women in their 30s in LA who are like single or dating or and like figuring out their career shit and just like living their lives. And I think it's so good. And part of what I really like about that show is that the music plays this really important role in setting the mood, just Mm -hmm. like we were talking about earlier. But um, it's always these like really cool sort of like indie leaning songs. Like they've played like Caliuchis on there. The show's set in LA, so they like sort of um, veer towards LA folks, but they don't do exclusively. Um, I think Solange maybe was like helped helping them pick songs for the first season. But anyway, it's I, I think the music I'm always paying attention because um, if there's something on there that I don't know, it's I'm usually into it. Um, and um, Omar Apollo is this Chicano R&B artist. Um, and I had seen his name. He was all, he was also on the bill for the, um, Selena for Sanctuary show that I was, wasn't mm-hmm. able to go to earlier this summer. Uh, but I hadn't really listened. And then I, um, I heard that he, I heard that he was on the show and I was like, oh shit. Um, the song that he had on the show is called Hijo de Su Madre, which is an expression that I really love. But anyway, this one's called Today. Um, this one's his newest. It came out like a week or so ago from this recording, which is going to be, I guess, two weeks from when we air. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, ever since um, I like decided to listen, I've been listening to his stuff and I'm feeling, I decided that I liked this one the most. So I, I um, brought this one um, and he grew up outside of Chicago in Indiana. Um, but I think he's based in New York now. I want to say I wasn't totally sure, but yeah, I invite you to check him out. I myself like just started listening to him like a few days ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's like this really sort of like smooth, chill R&B that is nice to have on and won't stress out your guests on like some of my other music that I like to <laughs> listen to. <laughs> what, like the moaning? or? <laughs> oh my God. Um, are there other TV shows that you're into right now? No, I'm basically just waiting for Bob's Burgers to come back on at the end yeah. of the month. <laughs> yeah. I just want new Bob's Burgers because I fucking love that show. Yeah, yeah. Not, there's nothing I'm like really into right now. Um, I just watched the last season of The Great British British Bake Off. Oh my god, I've watched, watched every single Great British Bake Off you know that there funny? exists. The season five, when they like changed up the cast, um, the new like white lady comedian host, not the judge, but the host. I actually met her when I gave my TED talk. She gave a TED talk oh, that same funny. conference. I know, and she was in the green room, and I was like, "Wait a second, I recognize that woman." Yeah, she was she, she was really nice. Um, yeah, Wait, I like, they switched I like, up. Maybe I haven't seen that one. I saw the last one that I saw was a different was a season where it was Mary Berry and Paul Hollywood, and I think oh. the sa- maybe the same two hosts. Okay, so you but there's I a whole season one. on Netflix, boo, that you haven't seen because well, Mar- Mary Berry's gone. 
I saw one where Mary Berry was gone, but they had to take it out because the dude that replaced her was like uh, swept up in Me Too revelations. Wow. Okay, so this was after that because it's a woman. Huh. It's a woman. Oh my judge. god! Wow, maybe I that. there is a whole new Bake Off season. There's a whole new Bake Off season on Netflix waiting for you for your oh plane my god. flight. Fucking to London. love that. <laughs> I know show. it's so good to find that news. Yeah, no, it's a woman. Ho- it's a woman judge who I really like. She's she's like not as like sweet. You know, she's she's a little more balanced. I think Mary Berry was like a little bit too nice sometimes. Um, yeah, there's a new woman judge, <laughs> and there's a new two new hosts. The like um, comedian lady that I know, or you know, I met, I don't know her. Um, it's yeah. pretty good. She has this like dude sidekick who I think must be like a former rocker or something. He kind of has the aesthetics of it, but he's not very good. Sorry, dude. Mm, um, I'm mm-hmm. sure in 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 the UK they've already on like season twelve. I, you know, we get like the old shit in the US. But anyway, it's on Netflix, so you're welcome. Nice. Yeah, I fucking love that show. I love it's like, you know pictures of the estate and like the various mm-hmm. like sheep and flowers yeah. and shit i know it's very i just provincial. find it so soothing yeah it's very provincial i know i like to like keep tv on in the background when i'm like cooking and i do a lot of cooking so it's good mm. to have something but right now i'm kind of in one of i finished that yesterday and i'm like now what what do i do you know so I yeah i don't even moments. like baking i cook so much but i do n- i'm not a baker yeah i've used to be into bread but um but i'm not so into that right now so yeah i i don't I don't do a ton of baking either, but it's just fun to watch. Yeah. That shit looks complicated. Yeah, it's anyway. just fun to watch. Who has a proving yeah. drawer? Do you think people in like England have proving drawers? I'm I like, think what? that people's proving drawer is just your microwave. Oh, or your oven. Or your oh. oven when it's off. It's just like a slightly warmer, right? like, like a away from either. the elements type of right. space right. is what I just, m- I just what let I it do on my counter. I just do it on my counter. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, yeah, I, I mean, it's to... not like as high stakes. You don't have Paul Hollywood no. trying everything. So I, I feel don't. like I when I watched the Great British Baking Show, I realized that everything I have ever baked in my life has been shitty. <laughs> I, I mean, was like, oh. I'm pretty bad, <laughs> yeah. Although it's not hard to impress people. That's not true. I'm pretty good. There's There's some bread stuff that I do that's pretty fancy. Like I do enriched brioche and like there was a while where it was like my party trick was to bring like a really fancy like braided brioche with filling to every party and people are like oh my god you're a genius yeah no people are easy to impress but once yeah, i watched that show i was like oh no paul hollywood would not be impressed this no pie, my pies I mean, have a soggy bottom they taste good he's hard to impress yeah there was yeah. um there was one other movie I wanted to mention before we close, which is um, that I saw in Mexico. That's not a rom-com that I think actually people might be into. Um, it's a movie all about the life of Rosario Castellanos. Do you know her work? Vero? I don't know her work. She's a Mexican novelist um, and like a feminist and was pretty well known. Um, she was, I would say her era was like 60s, 70s. Um, yeah, she's pretty well known, very prolific and yeah, very feminist and very much of sort of like a rabble rouser mm-hmm. in that way mm-hmm. and wrote a bunch of novels and actually died young tragically. Um, she was electrocuted by a like a faulty lamp, kind of a crazy story. Um, anyway, they, yeah, there's a movie out in Mexico. It's in the theaters in Mexico, but it, it was, it's like gone through some of the film festivals already. Um, so I think it's something that will probably be um, accessible in the United States. 
So it's called Los Adioses. Although mm. it looks like in English, it might actually be called The Eternal Feminine. Yeah. Interesting. In English, the English title is The Eternal Feminine. I know it's so interesting, right, how they change the titles yeah. depending on the language. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. It's really striking um, and kind of sad. It's mostly about her and her relationship with her husband, who was kind of a mujeriego and an asshole, um, but also about her career Trash. and her writing mm-hmm, and her passion for her work. So I think it was really beautiful um, and well done. And I just wanted to give it a shout out in case awesome. folks have an I opportunity to see it. Yeah, That seems and like you, something I might like. Yeah, I think you would like it. You also might like some of her writing. I read my one of my main professors in college um, was Mexican American and professor of literature. So we, I read a lot of Mexican um, authors, including Rosario Castellanos. So that's my mm-hmm. last movie, movie related plug. <laughs> 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 we're not, we're not being sponsored by any of these movies, although I'd be down for that. <laughs> yeah. Call us movies. I know. <laughs> we're ready. <laughs> we're ready. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thanks for listening. And we hope that we'll see you in a couple of days at new Latin wave. We're super yes, psyched. Definitely come through. Y'all. We're so excited to see y'all. We're so excited to have Mbona on. And for those of mm-hmm. y'all that aren't in uh aren't in New York City, we're gonna have um a recording of yeah. not all of it. We'll probably have right. to do some editing, but yep. um, you know, you won't totally miss out. Because yep. it's gonna yep. be a bomb the conversation. So Yep. Mm-hmm. For don't sure. worry. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, as always. If you didn't listen to our last episode, we had a great uh, conversation about cumbia and shared a bunch yes. of cumbia from different parts Cumbias of Latin America. from Mexico to Argentina to everywhere in between. Mm-hmm, exactly. So make sure to take a listen. Yeah. And as always, if you don't follow us on social media, you should follow us. We're on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Radio Menea. Um, and if you haven't subscribed to us on iTunes or wherever you listen to a podcast, you should definitely do that and leave us a review. It helps us so, so, so much. And we love reading them. Real. Oh, I also want to just give us give ourselves a little shout out because we were featured as one of the featured podcasts for um, Hispanic Heritage Month by Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Oh, yeah. Thanks, hey. Apple. I, know, I don't. I can't so. remember the last time that I identified as Hispanic, but you know, I know, we'll take the shout I out. Know, I know, I know. <laughs> we, have, we have questions. We have questions, but um, but yeah, we're so, we're excited to be shouted out. And if you're listening to us because of that, bienvenidos. Yeah, um, welcome. And lots of other amazing shows that were also featured. So we're in good company. Absolutely, including a show, a podcast with Kate Del Castillo. I did not yes. know that she had a podcast. I didn't either. That's amazing. I know. And the Bodega Boys, who you know, legends. I love them. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. lots of our podcast primos and friends that yep. we know and love. So definitely check out that list if you haven't yet. Yes. yes. All right, amores. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you have a lovely weekend, and we will talk to you next Friday. Hasta la próxima. Ciao.
what you had in my eye. 